good. All right. Uh, let's go to the book of Exodus chapter number four, beginning at verse number 10. Exodus chapter number four, beginning at verse number 10. This is what it says. It says, Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you've spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave human beings their mouth? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak. And I will teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses. And he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. And he is all See, Lord, I'll do it. He's already on his way to meet you. And he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth, and I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. Then Moses went back to, to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, let me return to my own people in Egypt to see if any of them are still alive. Jethro said, go, and I wish you well. I want to end the reading of God's word right there and talk from this subject in our time together. Here it is. Stay on the line. <laughs> Somebody shouted back at your boy, say, stay on the line. <laughs> stay on the line. You know, I was recently having a conversation with my mother, who is one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. And at, this, at my last conversation that I had with her, I noticed something that occurred that wasn't an isolated incident. And that is, I noticed her tendency, as sweet as she is, to hang up that phone very quickly when she is finished talking the conversation is over <laughs> and because she is as sweet as she is she always ends the conversation this way I could be in mid-sentence okay baby I love you bye click And this happened last time. I was like, I was getting ready to say something else, mom. And then lo and behold, yesterday, I'm, I'm having a conversation with one of the program directors in one of our companies, and I'm hanging up the phone, and then I hear him saying something else. I say, Lord, I done got this from my mama. She's hanging up before I'm finished. I'm hanging up before he's finished. After yesterday, I got a revelation that I feel like is relevant for this sermon. My mom did it to me. I did it to the program director. But many times we do it to God. 
We don't hang up on God literally. We don't hang up on God physically. But we can hang up on God spiritually when we disconnect from conversations prematurely. It it, it is possible to make the assumption that you have heard all God wants to say on a matter. And that assumption can drive an activity that causes us to disengage, not be as attentive, not be as open, not be as connected, and make an assumption that we have accurately heard and interpreted all that God has to say on a matter. He tells us to do something. We say, okay, love you, bye. And he's like, wait, I was about to tell you when. He tells us to do something. We say, okay, I love you, bye. And he's like, wait, I was about to tell you how. He tells us to do something. We say, okay, I love you, bye. And he's like, wait, I was about to tell you who I'm about to send to help you. And there are times where we encounter and endure unnecessary inconvenience because we're making assumptions that God is done having a conversation with us about certain issues. Do not confuse God's commas with periods. Are y'all here, chains? Oh, I put some fire in the chat. I said, do not confuse God's commas with periods, right? Come on. A pa- comma indicates a pause. A period indicates an ending. And sometimes God pauses mid-conversation. And we can assume he's ended that conversation. And he's like, that's not all I got to say about that. That's all I have to say about that now. And is there anybody here, anybody watching that's made up your mind that I don't want to live my life with partial information? Come on. I don't want to live my life with partial revelation because partial revelation gives me partial results. And I'm in a season of my life where I don't want partial results. I don't want partial promises. I want absolutely everything God has for me. Did you hear what I just said? Let me put it this way in the language of old church. Lord, I'm running. Trying to make a hundred. 99 and a half just won't do. I want partial joy when you promise me full joy. I want partial peace when you promise me full peace. I don't want partial fulfillment when you promise me that you'd fill me until my cup runs over. I want it all. I cried too long not to get it all. I prayed too hard not to get it all. I survived too much not to get it all. You think I'm going to go through all of that and get part of this the devil is a liar I went through all of that and I want all of this somebody do your hands like this and say all of it stay on the line this 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 is extremely 
dangerous when it comes to, to, to our destiny. And I'm arguing that this not only impacts our life, when we do this, it impacts our purpose in life. Many people miss their purpose because they misunderstand it. And many people misunderstand it not because they have incorrect information, but they have incomplete information. They didn't stay on the line long enough to allow God to keep talking to them about what he wants to do in their life in this season. Did you, have, did you hear what I just said? Now here, here's what my business coach teaches us and I think it's a practical and I think it's applicable spiritually. He says this, here it is for my note takers, it's coming on the screen. Don't let what you do know stop you from learning what you don't. Somebody need to write that down, take a picture, do something. I said, don't let what you do know stop you from learning what you don't. In other words, assumptions assassinate your ability to accomplish your assignment. This is the way the psalmist put it in Psalms 19. Lord, keep me from my presumptuous sin. Is that what he says? He says, keep me from the Keep me from inappropriate activity that is a result of assumptions I'm making. I can have the right intention and still have the wrong activity because I made an assumption that was based on incomplete information. Assumption will have us assuming that what you have done is what you're supposed to be doing. Woo! Assumption will have us thinking that just because we're bored with it, God's through with it. I'm bored. God's like, and? Just because you're bored doesn't mean I'm through. There's a word that I use to describe people who stick with what they bored with. It's called faithful. Did you hear what I just said? I said there's a word that the Bible uses to describe those who stick with what they are bored with and that word is faithful. It means, watch this, that their faithfulness is driving their activity and not their feelings because their feelings are fickle. And I'm telling you right now, I say this regularly, most people are not as successful as they could be because they're not willing to be as bored as they have to be because success requires repetition success requires faithfulness success requires doing things repeatedly and regularly that you don't want to do but if you're willing to be bored you're able to be blessed this side got some juice today I said if you're willing to be bored you're able to be blessed you can't have a blessed relationship if you're not willing to do things repetitively that feel boring. Carving out time regularly. Dating regularly. Listening actively. You can't get results in any area without repetition. And some of us are in love with excitement which is why you can't have advancement. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we, we, we got to be excited now and we got to do what makes us feel good now and this carpe diem now, not realizing and recognizing that if you'll be faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many. Yeah, we, we, we can make the assumption that just because we bored with it, or tired of it, God's through with it. Watch this. Or we can make the assumption that because we heard what God said, we understand what he meant. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, remember I teach you this, this principle of biblical interpretation called the law of first mention, right? And so that if you wanna, you wanna, if you wanna properly understand certain things scripturally you need to see what happened the first time it's mentioned not exclusively but specifically in Genesis so if you want to understand how the adversary works everything you need to know is going to be seen in the garden he's going to do nothing different in your garden than he did with Adam and Eve the practices are going to be different but the principles are going to be the same am I making sense so watch this watch this now what did he do in the garden to stop Adam and Eve from reaching their redemptive potential from carrying out their purpose he caused them or Eve to assume that just because she heard what God said she knew what he meant in the day that you eat you'll surely die he said that ain't, that ain't what he meant you're not gonna die see Here's the thing, whenever I've taught you guys this, but if you hadn't heard this, write this down or type it down. Listen to me, I've taught you this. Whenever you feel like you hear something from God, it's gotta go through three phases. I have seen, I'm just telling you now, I have seen nothing destroy people's life like them acting on what they think they heard. You can be sincerely wrong this good teacher today what's the first phase Darius revelation that is what did I hear the second you know what most people do they hang up the phone at revelation and God's like stay on the line cause all you heard is leave you don't know what that mean yet and if you just take that and try to interpret what you heard without my instruction you're going to lead the wrong way or you're going to lead the wrong thing revelation what did I feel like I heard God say I'm not ready to do anything with that yet I got to stay on the line until the second phase which is interpretation God, I heard what you said. Now tell me what that means. Because leave might not mean leave a thing. It might mean leave the way you're doing it. But you know what most people do with interpretation? I, oh, there's just so much in this I need to do a whole series on that because it's dangerous when you do interpretation in isolation revelation is in isolation you get that from God interpretation needs to be in the context of community 
because that gives you safety in the multitude of counsel come on there's safety and arrogance causes people to assume you can do interpretation in isolation I call it spiritual arrogance I know what God told well go on out there then go on and quit that job then go ahead on go on and marry them then one time I'll never forget this I was working out at the LA Fitness on Route 38 and I was working out with this trainer he's a pastor now and um, he was talking to somebody or whatever and I guess the guy wasn't interested in training the guy came back and he said to me he said see me now see me later he said he can see me now he can see me later but if he don't make some changes he gonna have to see me and this is what happens when we take interpretation, when we get interpretation in isolation and we try to act on that, what happens is when we don't get the right results, now you have to come back to counsel to help you fix something. You could have avoided breaking if you got counsel on the front end. Is this all right today? It's like now help me get out of a predicament that I didn't have to get in if I would have consulted you on the front end. All the moves I've heard in Revelation, I put through counsel in interpretation. We have not started a location without counsel. Are, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? We have not made a move with, without that. And, and so there's, there's Revelation, there's interpretation. Some people hang up the phone, you gotta stay on the line. And then here's the other one, there's application. And that is, now that I know what it means, when is the right time and what's the right way to do this? The season of announcement is not always the season of fulfillment. The season that I know I'm supposed to do it, in the season I'm supposed to do it. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Am I making sense here? But we miss this. And we don't stay on the line and I'm telling you this is what happens with many people when it comes to this area of purpose and, and purpose is something you don't want to miss because when you miss purpose you don't just miss purpose you miss what purpose brings with it purpose never shows up in the car by itself purpose always brings gifts I want to know who like gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Purpose always brings gifts with it. Yeah. When I accomplish my assignment, I, when I'm walking in my assignment, I put myself in position for God's assets. See, what comes with purpose? When purpose shows up, provision shows up. There's some provision that's unnecessary if I'm not walking in purpose. Did you hear what I just said? I said some provision is unnecessary if I'm not walking in purpose. 
God's like, yeah, I'm going to meet your needs because you're my child, but there are some other things beyond your needs that are necessary for people who are carrying out their assignment. So Elijah, as long as you're willing to go to Cherith, I'm going to command ravens to feed you. And as long as you're willing to go to Zarephath, I'm going to command a widow woman to feed you. But if you're not walking in my plan, you're missing out on some provision. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to go after the right thing the wrong way but Jesus says seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all the other things will be added some blessings you walk into when you walking in your purpose it's some provision that come with purpose you know what else comes to purpose protection because now I become more than God's liability. I become his asset. See, y'all not ready for that time to talk right there. That's, I got to come back. Maybe we got to start doing some once a month something where I can go a little deeper here because I don't know if y'all ready for I said, when I'm in purpose, now I become more than just a liability of God's love. I actually become an asset. I become a value add to what he's doing in the earth. So he say, oh, Daniel, you're going to get in that kingdom and still represent me like that? You're going to get promoted like that and still represent me? Oh, when they throw you in the lion's den, I'm going to shut the mouth of the lion because I need to keep men like you alive. I need to keep men like you blessed. I need to keep men like you with the ear of the king. I got to keep you in high places. Y'all not talking to me. They tried to get Daniel fired. I said his co-workers didn't like the elevation he was experiencing and they tried to get him fired but when you are walking in purpose in public God will protect you from your enemies in private there's been people conspiring against you and you don't even know it he didn't say no weapon you know about formed against you shall prosper he said no weapon formed against you shall prosper and I'm telling you there are some weapons that are formed that you didn't even know about and God blocked it so just take 12 seconds and praise him for what he did that you didn't know about Provision comes with purpose. Protection. Let me tell y'all where I am right now in my walk with God. This is where I am. Sean, I'm at this place now where it's like, I'm fully convinced that I'm loved. It take you a while to get there. To really wrap your head around loved without conditions. To really wrap your head around the kind of week I've had does not determine the depth of his love right see when you don't get that when you don't get that your approach to the father is different you don't approach him boldly your boldness is tied to your behavior when you don't understand his love how bold you are is based on how good you feel like you've been but when you <laughs> but when you have a revelation of his love you come boldly because you know his throne is a grace throne 
you come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need you go up to the throne knowing it's grace all over this throne these legs are grace this seat is grace this back part is grace I come boldly so I'm fully convinced that I'm loved now brother Ira I want to be trusted see his love for me says something about him his trust says something about me did y'all catch that see yes yeah, somebody loving you says something about them trusting you says something about you so I want to be a man you can trust he protect that man he protect that woman <laughs> he not only put you where you need to be he keep you there purpose brings that purpose brings peace because fulfillment is attached to your assignment I'm not going to bother this at some point I got to do a teaching on this too because if you honest most of you not really happy I mean you happy now but when we get this benediction how long that going to last no let's be honest now let's we're not judging let's be honest I'm not saying you, you, you like sad all the time. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm saying like, you know, joy unspeakable, full of glory. That's what the Bible says, right? Jesus like, these, these words I've spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Not low, not quarter tank, not half a tank, full. I'm not saying it's going to be full all the time, but as a believer, it should be full most of the time. And for most of us, that ain't it. If we keep it up, come on, let's keep it above. Every day, Monday through Sunday, you ain't got peace like that. And God's like, I keep trying to tell you that I took your fulfillment and I hid it in your purpose. And you keep identifying achievements and accomplishments that you think once you conquer, are gonna give you fulfillment and so you get that thing and then you get a revelation this didn't do for me what I thought it was so now you set another one and now you set another one so you're not really chasing goals you're chasing fulfillment and God's like it's one thing to be called to multiple it's another thing to be chasing fulfillment. And some people are not all over the place because they're called to. Some people are all over the place because you're not clear and you're just trying to find something to win at. I got to go, I'm out of time, y'all. I said some people are not all over the place because God's calling them to do this. Some people are all over the place because you're throwing everything at a wall because you're committed to winning, not to your assignment. So you'll be a rapper, an athlete, a barber. Y'all not talking to me. You will find whatever.
and we are so confused. It's almost like famous is a goal. What you want to be? Famous. What? And church is the place you can get away with that because you can blame it on God. God told me, now what can I say? You don't drop the God card, what can I say now? If it's unbiblical, I can say, no, he didn't tell you that. But other than that, what can, I, what can people that are in your life to coach and counsel you say when you drop the God card? God's like, listen, I promise you peace is found in the path I laid out to you. That's where peace is found. Contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain, which means you can have godliness and not contentment. I'm holy and miserable. Let me wrap up. I ain't even getting to my points, but here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the last thing. And I'll go, here it is. Are y'all all right? I'm not even finished. I'm just gonna have to quit. Here it is. Here it is. It also brings partnerships. Everything I just preached is in the text, okay? But it also brings partnerships. Eve comes to Adam after Adam is clear on his responsibility. Think about this. He didn't create them both at the same time. He created Adam first and gave him responsibility. And then said in order for him to faithfully carry out the responsibility he has, it's not good for him to be alone. He's not trying to solve a loneliness problem because Adam never complained about loneliness. He's solving a purpose problem. And did you hear what I just said? Adam never complained about loneliness. So Eve wasn't an answer to a prayer problem of loneliness. And some of us are like, send me my Adam, send me my Eve, send me my Ruth, send me my Boaz. And God's like, for what? You distracted now. Let me go to this side because y'all the ones giving me maybe the camera. He said, for what? I can't keep your attention now. So you want me to send you somebody to distract you more? God's like, we barely talk now. God's like, I'm not up in heaven obsessed with your loneliness. He says, the reason is, is because you can address that without having romantic relationships. He said, romantic relationship is the way you want that address, but that's not the only, re- only way I can address that. Because like, I promise you, I think one of the reasons, by God's grace, I got married quick, because I was clear quick. 
this woman will tell you I was clear at 1920. She will tell you I was clear. So God sent me my partner. Because I was clear. And so because I was clear, I recognized what I needed, not just in my bedroom, but in my life. See, y'all not, y'all not ready. Because some of you making bedroom picks. And that's where you're going to spend the least of your time. I know you, that's, you think it's... was clear one of my best friends Kaylee he was clear first time she's at our apartment Kaylee's on one couch I'm on another couch uh, I'm talking I'm like yeah I'm gonna be broke for three years I'm gonna be broke I said I'm going to law school I'm gonna be broke so if you ain't ready to be with a man that's gonna be broke for three years baby right it's like yeah she's like oh you go through law school I'll put you through law school Kaylee was like He's been a rider for her for 22, 23 years. And when Moses said yes to his assignment, all of these things came in his life. Aaron partnership came provision came God worked miracles for him all that life on the run and worried about Pharaoh killing him peace came to his life he wasn't God protected him in every battle protection came to his life but when you look at the narrative we read it together family Moses would have missed his assignment if he got off the phone too fast Because he's got all of these issues. He's like, I can't speak and you're asking me to speak. I'm not comfortable. He could have hung up the phone, but he, he stayed on. And I'm telling you, stay on the line. I'm never hanging up. If I, were, if I would have hung up when I was at the church I was interning at, this church wouldn't exist. But I stayed on the line. I could have said, all right, God, this is it. But if I didn't stay on the line, this would not exist. West Hampton would not exist. If I ain't stay on the line, you got to stay on the line. God's not finished with you yet. I'm done. I hear the Holy Ghost saying some of you need to pick the phone back up. I heard that. You hung up. Lord, I ain't even see. These are my points. You see, it takes a 3G connection for you to stay on the line. And one of the G's is grace. See, some of you hung up when you messed up. So you ain't even give God a chance to determine whether or not he was finished with you. You made a decision for God. 
God said, if I say I'm not done with you, I'm not done. Stay on the line. God's not finished with you yet. Father, I pray in your great name for every person that needed to hear this today. I pray for the grace and the grit to apply, to obey what they've heard. I pray for every person who's dealing with hopelessness because they've assumed because of mistakes, because of age, because of perceived incompetence that you're finished with them. And I declare a revival, a resurrection of their hope, their faith, and their anticipation. I thank you right now that you're reviving dreams. Oh my God. I said, I thank you that you're reviving dreams. I thank you that you're bringing vision back to people who had lost it, that you're opening their eyes. They're gonna see again in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, we pray against the enemy, the accuser of the brethren who wants to speak condemning thoughts and plant them into the minds of your people. I thank you that we will let God be true and the enemy be a liar. I thank you for this Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody shout amen. Clap your hands if you receive his word. Come on, drop fire in the chat online. Come on. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I got favor. I don't need their strategies. Amen? Amen. So it begins with generosity. The tithe and the offering. And so we encourage you to, to be generous today. I want to pray a benediction over you. I want you to receive this by faith as the final blessing. Do not just tune me out when I pray this. Receive this. I like that. Stay on the line. I like that. Receive this. I don't know why you wouldn't want this over your life. May the Lord God bless you and keep you. May he cause his face of favor woof, to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he protect you. May he provide for you. And above all else, may he grant you peace. This is my prayer for your life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.